I am Max Payne. My wife and daughter were murdered. It had something to do with the designer drug V. I transferred from the NYPD to the DEA. Went undercover to find their killers. I got too close. I was framed for murder. With nothing to lose, I went after the Mafia during the worst winter storm of the century. My first stop was Vinnie Gagnetti lowlife in the habit of taking his frustrations out on underage call girls. I left him bleeding in an alley after I'd gotten what I wanted out of him. I met Mona Sachs in a gothic nightclub, Ragnarok. She was a hired killer. We were after the same man, her sister's sadistic husband. I was drawn to her for all the wrong reasons. I made a deal with Vladimir Lem. The Russian was a smooth operator. He helped me get to the mob boss I was after, but I was in over my head. The government was involved. A mystery man called Alfred Woden told me the name of my real enemy, Nicole Horn. Woden and Horn were both members of a secret society, the Inner Circle. She was behind V, behind everything. While working for the DA, my wife had accidentally seen papers that incriminated Horn. Wood promised to take care of the charges against me if I took Horn out. Deputy Chief Jim Bravora of the NYPD was trailing me by the empty shell casings that I left behind. Gunshots made me deaf to the sirens, but they couldn't drown the sobs of my dead wife. Mona sided with me against Horn. She took a bullet for that. Her body disappeared behind closing elevator doors. I killed Horn. I gave myself up to the police. I had enough evidence against Woden to know that he'd keep his promise. I lied to myself that it was over. I was still alive. My loved ones were still dead. It wasn't over. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Winner Is You podcast, which is still haunted. Spooky Alex. David, yep. For newbies, we are a sort of video game book club hailing from both ends of the United Kingdom, giving you deep dive discussions into different different games just about every other week. We talk ins, outs, ups, downs, and every so often we stumble into some decent insight and entertainment along the way. This week we are back with the sequel to a game we played around about this time last year, I think, released mm. on the 14th of October 2003, developed by Remedy Entertainment and published by Rockstar Games. We are bringing you a game that scored a respectable... 83 on Metacritic, and while it lacks the fresh bombast of its predecessor, it still manages to deliver a solid and recognisable sequel to what most gamers worth of salt will be familiar with. That's right, folks. Tonight we are talking all things Max Payne 2. So while you get your ears accustomed to our accents, my name remains David, and sitting negative 10 degrees across from me is my partner in crime, Mr. Alex Aldridge. How are you doing today, Alex? Ahoy, hoy. Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. Certainly better than you. Important to note that, um, as well as the release date that David just said, which was the PC release date, it was released in November, which was when this was supposed to be recorded, uh, for consoles. So we are, ce- we are celebrating as well that, late, a bit later than normal, the uh, 20-year anniversary of Max Payne on console, which is where we played it now and where I played it then. And David has it behind him as well. I have indeed. I have now played it. 
I was going to say now and then, but I didn't play it then. This was the first time I've ever played this game. Oh, I see. Okay. And I, th- well, I think I said this last time when we did the first Max Payne. I don't know if I had ever played through it before. So, yeah, Max Payne 2 was never going to really make it onto my radar. Oh, okay. If I hadn't played the first game. I don't want to sort of jump the gun in case you have this in your notes already, but what are your sort of tertiary overall feelings of the game? I think in many ways it's better than the original. A lot of what I would say, I guess, ties into what I've got lined up to talk about later on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's thought of as as fondly as the original one. Certainly the the original one's anniversary was celebrated by Rockstar where they had this you know, YouTube video with Sam Lake wearing the jacket and all that kind of stuff. And obviously it's got his face in it that people remember. But this game was developed with a bigger budget and mm-hmm. a bigger team. Well, a bigger budget. Yes. It felt like, I don't know, maybe we'll get to this, I guess, but it felt sort of Max Payne light to me. I think because I think I, I agree with you overall. It's a much more slick game. So much, I think it's a much more coherent game and it doesn't completely get rid of, but lacks many of the issues I remember having in the first Max Payne games. And yeah. that is the things like ridiculously precise platforming yeah. that the game wants you to do. There are elements of that in this, but for the like when you're out of the side of buildings and things like that, mm. but for the most part, that's gone. I mean, it just sort of leans into what makes Max Payne good, which is just a, like running and gunning, cool, dark themes, a little bit of comedy along the way. And then they sort of just develop Max Payne's character a wee bit for, I mean, quite a lot, really. really. Yeah, quite a lot. Um, the first game, the narrative in that. Which um, I'll have put the previously on Max Payne blurb from the game at the beginning of this podcast so everybody knows what happens in the first game. But it is mostly just man's family gets killed, man goes after the people that killed them and kills them. A story as old as time, Alex. Yeah, but this one, you know, Sam Lake, who is the creative director at Remedy, having written the first game as a fan of the genres he was trying to pay homage to, you know, noir films, John Woo sort of action movies, and mm-hmm. Norse mythology, which I'm glad was not as much of a thing in this oh, yeah. one. Yeah, Wood, the, the Warden lad. Yeah, yeah, like all the, the, still- the Valkyrie drug and all that kind of shit, and the fact it was snowing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was pleased to see the return of the vodka license plate that we spoke about in the last podcast. Oh, yeah. This game. Yeah. So he wrote that. They used, you know, ba- a lot more basic art for their little comic strip things that yeah. were stylistic and iconic, but were done to obviously save money having to make cutscenes. But in between the two games, he went to get like professional writing tutelage and studied that quite a lot. So he had, and he had the help of more professional people around him with the sequel as well. So I think you can tell with how much more fleshed out Max is and how the, the narrative of this game is a lot less linear and it, it jumps between time periods and it can be quite hard to follow that, um, yeah, they they definitely up their game in that regard. Yeah, it's interesting you say that he went away and got some writing credentials because you're right, it is a bit more... <clears throat> you, you do flesh them out a bit. I feel like, I'm trying to think back to last year how I felt about Max Payne. Mm. I remember coming away from it thinking I enjoyed it thought the story was fine enough to sort of propel you through the game. It was just sort of Punisher light. 
Yeah. Um, plus, Absolutely. I don't know. I was going to say almost a more gritty version of The Punisher. To me, the I've, I've never read the comic books or anything, so my sort of exposure to The Punisher is the movies, which are quite sedate, I would say. Yeah. I'd say the comic books are, are quite violent. It's t- okay. Some of them anyway. There, there's some... So this is violent. much more true to The Punisher than, than yeah. the movie is. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's not a bad shout. And obviously there's, there's heavy Matrix influences in there as well, which they... Mm. Um, Very of the time. This, I mean, all of this game is is like naughty as fuck. Like the havoc physics mm-hmm. and the the way that the characters kind of look with the nowhere near as bad as the first game, where it was just like Golden Eye style. Like there's a JPEG on a on a character model, and it's mostly <laughs> Sam Lake's face. Or the character models in the first game were basically like everybody at Remedy's family, and people were like apparently have come out, it? like worked on the game have said like oh, it's really weird to see like my dad is like background mobster three in this scene and he's long since dead and i can still sort of see him in the game or whatever which is quite sweet really but um yeah so after the after they did the first game it's oh so yeah okay i don't know why but when you're talking about being able to see dead people after they were they had sort of moved on i was like oh so maybe that's where Kanye west got his idea do you remember he did that for his for kim kardashian when they were together he got like a hologram of his her dead dad. Oh, did he not make a game birthday? about his dead mum as well? Like a did he? terrible, yeah. It could be. I, what kind of game is that? Because did she? I memory serves she died getting plastic surgery. What his mum? I've no idea how I know that. Yeah, you know loads about Kanye West, then I know nothing. Apparently, yeah, yeah. That is. I just seem to have absorbed it. Died getting plastic surgery. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe all the many mis- millions of emails we get every week will set me straight if I'm incorrect. There, but yeah. I'm fairly sure that's what happened. Tell us on Twitter how Kanye West's mum died. We might even do a Twitter poll. I mean, if Twitter's good for anything, it's good for that, surely. Yeah, one of those Emma bots has got to know. Or did you see we changed a couple of times? We got an Evelyn. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I was quite. In, I was like, I was actually liking the names changing every so often. See how far through the ease we could get. A dreadful website. Utterly, utterly dreadful. Right, yeah, so, uh, obviously after the first Max Payne, which I believe on consoles was published by Rockstar, whilst being developed by Remedy, then take yeah. two, parent company of Rockstar Take-Two, they then purchased the rights to Max Payne from Remedy and 3 d From Right, okay. $10 million. Oh, that's really confusing me then. And 970,000 shares of common shop, common stock. So do, do Take-Two own Rockstar? Is that how it works? Yeah. So Rockstar publish games, but they yes. have... A, right, okay. I yeah. don't like that. That, that upsets me. That's, that's too many layers. Take-Two can get fucked in all regards, so that's fine not to like that. They suck. They're horrible. Are they? Yeah. I can't think of what specifically they've done now, but if you Google Take Two, they've probably done some bullshit like giving a CEO a load of money and firing loads of people and blah, blah, blah. That sounds like the video game industry. Good point. It's all of a minute, really. So after that, then, Remedy got offered like $8 million in these incentive payments. They got double the budget from the first game to develop Max Payne 2, but they were told by Rockstar that they needed it doing quicker than the first game. The first game took about five years to develop, apparently. They only had 12 staff and it took them like you know they, they really poured everything they had into it which is why it kind of has this sort of diy look to it in in certain places rockstar did help with the development apparently especially in terms of like the the comic panels and the textures in the game where they like apparently some remedy staff 
with like very expensive cameras got taken out to New York. They'd never been to New York during the first game, like hardly anyone from Remedy, because obviously they're from Finland. Like no one had been to New York, so it's just like Sam Lake's getting this from pop culture, and he's then putting it in a game of how he thinks it would look. Are you say, are you telling me Sam Lake is Finland's Hideo Kojima? He just might be obsessed with pop culture. I would say he probably is. Into his veins. Yeah. So yeah, they they hired. So Rockstar apparently hired these like ex NYPD bodyguards to take these Remedy photographers to like the worst places in New York, like the grimiest shitholes possible, keep them from dying. So they could take all these photos and put them in the in the comics and in the textures, which I guess we can get to because another part around that as well is that because they had a bigger budget, they were able to use proper motion capture and they were able to hire actual actors to play the roles in the in the game this time around. Obviously, yeah. James McCaffrey was doing the voice of Max Payne again, but they got this actor Timothy Gibbs in to play him in the comic books rather than just Sam Lake doing it. Right. Okay. And you can tell it's it's far better acted in those comic strips and stuff and they said that they they thought it was the right move i do miss sam lake's face to some extent but the comic panels especially in this game are fucking gorgeous like they're so much better than the first game agree or I, I disagree was trying to remember i can't remember the first ones perhaps maybe have a google while you're yeah you should i mean we can it's a, it's a record it's not live you can uh go for it right now just have a look at the difference between the two. Oh yeah you're spot on yeah and the actual now i'm looking at these they look quite amateurish, don't they? They do, yeah. That's what the DIY yeah. feel. Yeah, that's kind of what I was meaning, that, that you can see that this is properly produced this time around. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Totally didn't notice that. Yes, you're right. I'm enjoying it. This is going to be a good podcast for me because I, I was kind of mixed. Like, I fully enjoyed it. Kind of came away feeling that this is a better game, but also was questioning whether I felt like it sort of justified itself. But this podcast is making me of a whole new appreciation for the work and effort they put in. Well, there's the lingering spectre of us playing Alan Wake 2, so we're probably there was a feeling I had of that of just kind of like, all right, let's finish this one and then we'll get we'll get on to the to the main event, so to speak. It's been a good old remedy year. Yeah. Years. Three yeah. games we've now covered for remedy, is that right? Well, come Max Vane two time. Uh, Alan Wake. Alan two. Wake will be the fourth one because we did the first Alan Wake as well. Mm. So there'll be four. Interesting little if anyone knows, little a winner is you factoid. It must be Resident Evil. I was going to say, what's the what what developer have we covered the most? It's got to be Konami, right? Capcom. Capcom. Sorry, I've got a cold, folks. You have to let me off. Did we have we done any other Capcom games? Um, Konami's does the. Um, Metroidvania one that I like Symphony of the Night didn't they yeah that's not Capcom no I, I, I don't, don't think, think so. we have to me in my head Capcom is Resident Evil and Street Fighter yeah I'm trying to think of although they do have other stuff I, I kind of wanted the Lost Lost Planet I kind of want to see if that's still good fun I remember struggling I'm with sure the control that's scheme in that that is Capcom yeah anyway we can, I'll look this up and make it, I'll maybe tweet it Another thing I felt I felt like I was noticing, obviously, the, the as I said earlier, the faces are not like, they're not just sort of textures on polygonal models. They, they, yeah, they, I think the models look far better now. Yeah. yeah they, like significantly better. That's not even a hot take or anything. They just look, do look better. Yeah. They, they still aren't fully animated. And this is obviously no. an era where I guess Halo's probably already come out. So I, Yeah, that's, yeah, just, it, that's like 
around about oh one, I would have guessed. Yeah, and this is like oh three. So I did f- yeah. looking at some of it. I, I obviously like they. So they um they redid the game engine. They they included a lot more havoc physics in it, as as I mentioned earlier. And you know you can move stuff. There's a lot of that half life sort of feeling around. You know people getting fucking knocked into shit and there's like boxes flying and there's destructible cover and all that kind of stuff going on but there's that a big thing back in the day because like, when i was running around to this game and i couldn't remember it from the previous one i probably should have gone back and tested it but i don't were there as much was there a focus on the physics engine when this game came out because i think i text you about halfway through the game that i realized that you could blow the floors up when mm. you were like there was a bit where you're climbing a building and you'd walk out and there'd be like a walkway and there'd be loads of exploding barrels and people, and if you shot the exploding barrels, I realised... Because usually what I'd been doing is opening the door, chucking a grenade, or shooting the barrels, and then running away again. But there was one time I actually paid attention and like walked out and shot the barrel and saw the, the floor getting blown up. I was like, oh my god. Actually, there's actual physics going on in yeah. here. I wondered, is that was that a big selling point, do you know? I, but it must have been, I think. I don't know how old the Havoc physics engine is, but I, I assume that it was quite in its nascent stage at this point, and people are really, yeah. they're just trying to utilise that and become this cutting-edge thing. Because I think in in some aspects, this game is held held up as being like a, a sort of a trailblazer for a lot of that kind of thing. Whereas, it does um, sort of explain, there was a couple of times I died while playing the game, um, because of like collapsing environments, and I would sort of run through the same level again. Yes, into the same area, and maybe things would unfold slightly differently, and I wouldn't get killed in the same way. So it's it's probably probably explains that the sort of burning buildings and the exploding buildings that you're in fairly often through the game are, are actually exploding and burning around you, which yeah makes the game it makes you appreciate the game a bit more. It's not a sort of. Um, smoke and mirror set piece happening it's actually these things are actually going on in the background it's something i always remember from it's one of the earlier it's either uncharted uncharted one or two where you're on and a like a ship that begins to sink and i remember watching oh the yeah documentary and they were talking about how they had created an actual like box level box that had working sea physics in it that's and right. i remember you telling me about you're walking that. around the ship it's actually moving and that takes a a cool set a sort of cool level and puts a whole different layer of sort of impressiveness to it and i think max payne's got slightly similar things obviously mm. many years before going on yeah yeah but you know they, they they obviously tried to set things up in some parts of it like for things like the kill cam a lot of the time your last kill is going to be the one guy who happened to be standing on some like fucking wood with paint cans on it and he's on the edge yeah. and he's going to ragdoll off and the paint cans are going yeah, to go yeah. flying and stuff's going to roll about um but i mean yeah it's 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 impressive i think you and i well that's sorry to put a pin in that to sort of just finish that thought and you're talking about like the set piece and stuff um i actually noticed while i was playing that you know at the end with the slow motion ragdoll death they're different, they, mm. or they can be different depending on where you shoot them or what you do to kill them. Because um, there was one I noticed where I blew a guy for miles and then I died and I had to go back and do that section again. And I must have like shot him in the knee or something. He just sort of crumpled and then just like <laughs> rolled off it. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously um, very fun to look back at that at that sort of thing. I think yeah. the, I guess part part of the the way that the physics look and feel better in this game is that the guns are handled differently and the bullets are handled differently because of it 
Whereas in the first game, apparently they were saying that it was like the bullets were moving, the bullets move slower because of all the bullet time that's oh, really? going on. So okay. apparently, like they would only go about like eighty miles an hour, but they would apparently have been weighted to be like two bowling balls in weight, which is why they'd absolutely fuck up like back into next week. Whereas this okay. game, the, the physics around the bullets were a bit more realistic, which made them feel better, I think. But also, like the aiming was slightly better. Like things, things would react better to where you shot them. The first game's auto aim kind of just felt like it was just aim over there and you'll get him because yeah. they have a wide spread of where the bullets are going, whereas this one felt more focused. And apparently as well, well... Are there actual bullets in the game? So I know I know, like one trick developers sometimes use in video games is it's sort of, it's, it's not a bullet and actually sort of a beam of unseeable I, light, if I that guess, makes sense. Yeah, I guess with the speed this is going and yeah, that's I guess that's like hit scan, isn't it? Um, yes, that's, that's, that's the term I'm thinking of. Um, but I think in this one, yeah, because of the, the the way that they drop and the weight behind them and all that kind of stuff, probably are real bullets. But the the bullet time in this, like as you were saying, like you would you would sneak around and do something and then run back. Um, I hope you made better use of the bullet time than me. I didn't, and I wish that I had because <laughs> I've heard a lot of people since say that number one, the shoot dodging on this is not needed anymore. Um. The because you because you can pop the bullet time just normally, which apparently you can yeah. do in the original. But you might I think you may have had to turn it on in the original Max Payne. When bullet time is enacted, he is moving the same speed as the enemies, so everything is slowed down. Whereas in yes. this game, he is moving faster than all the enemies. Oh, you're right. They yeah. are slowed, but he is not. And if you kill enemies, it not only regenerates your bullet time meter. It actually dynamically slows time more with the number of enemies oh, you kill in bullet time. So eventually, if you just press the button and walk through and shoot everybody in the head, you'll you'll be killing them before they've even realised you're there. Which that was how I ended up. Unfortunately, how I played. I remember there was a point where I started in the first Max Payne where I started using the bullet time, <laughs> yeah. using it in quotation marks, i.e., like rather than just slowing like the world down and mm. diving about. Um, I'd. Uh, yeah, I'd started actually using it and jumping around and using it to get around corners and stuff like that. Whereas this game, almost entirely, I just would go slow motion and then just run into the room. Oh, so you were doing it right. Ki- I was Kill everyone. Yeah, I was doing Oh, right. It I feel like that's wrong. I feel like in this game, you want to be diving about. You d- there was a couple of times where I was on a ledge or like on like a walkway and I accidentally dived off a building, which was quite funny. I wish I was recording that. Were you? Oh, I didn't get the. I need to. F- what I'll do is I need to find the clips. I'm going to play them now of the two things that I said to you where I... Oh, yeah, yeah, because you text me about it. Yeah, and, then and I'll send them see. to you afterwards, but I'll put them in the podcast here where I had some enemies. Obviously, in this game, there's a lot of enemies that are just... They're having chatter amongst themselves. There are there are a lot of like slower-paced bits in the game rather than just all balls-to-the-wall action. I find there was a lot of exposition. Yeah. that Yeah, like sort of story dialogue you had to sort of stand around and listen to if you wanted to get the full story exactly yeah but there was a couple of times where enemies would be having a conversation and i can't even like this is a oh well, i've played the official one here so this is me trying to remember whatever it was but like i'd have a guy who'd come around the corner because they always yell your name i'd somehow made a couple of sentences that actually worked one of them is something like man i gotta do something for this pain and it just works so well how would i risk my life on a window cleaner's lift when i can use the elevator don't know. For fun, the thrill of pain. So get this. He tells me I'm new to the job. I'm working with all the colors except green. What the hell is that? Pain. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, bullet time. So I don't know. Maybe you were burned by the first game um, where the, the the shoot dodging, the diving around. If you did not kill everybody with that dodge, they'll just unload all their fucking magazines onto a guy lying on the yeah. floor, like I did at first when I was paintballing. When I worked at Argos, when I was like seventeen, eighteen, we went on paintballing, <laughs> and at the end of the game, they were like, "Anybody who's got any paintballs left, raise your hand." And then we're going to go into this clearing over here in the woods, and basically we're all going to stand in the middle. I'm going to count to five. You're all going to run away, and then when I say turn around, you're going to start. It's just going to be a free for all. Just once you're out of ammo, put your hand up, and we'll take you out. Or if you get shot too much and it hurts, put your hand up and you'll leave. Our one of our managers at Argos, who apparently was ex forces decided his best thing to do would be to lie down on the grass and like try and do some sort of sniping position. But I was stood next to him as he did it. So I just stood and like pumped all my bullets into this guy just Good lying man. on the floor because he's man. a huge target. And then he got very upset. Um, so they added in, in this game, obviously, the fact that you can shoot while on the ground. Like while you're lying on the floor, you can carry on shooting, which you couldn't do in the first game. So dodging around and jumping about, not only is better in this game than it was in the first game. So therefore, in the first game, you'd have thought, well, this is stupid. I ain't going to keep doing this because I keep getting wasted. But this game, yeah, everybody that I see talking about it is saying the game's far easier because all you've got to do is pop bullet time and you can run through and none of them can even see you coming. And there's me jumping around, dodging and diving and getting killed loads, whereas you're doing it the, the pro way, apparently. I'm doing it the pro way, but I don't think I'm doing it the in the spirit of proper way. No, it I think, makes like, it far well, easier, right? The game's really well, easy. The yeah, first game yeah, caused yeah. us so I much blasted it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I, that is kind of like, I've been looking forward to this podcast because I think I was like, this ga- this podcast is going to bring a level of understanding and appreciation to this game that I, although I enjoyed the game, maybe didn't have through just playing it because like you were saying before, like to me, I, there was a point, I was about halfway through until I noticed that it was doing sort of more and bigger stuff like yeah. we've we already spoken to i was like this is just like max pain 1.2 yeah and it's just more of the same and i'm just running it's just more shooting and i was like does it really justify itself and i was like I'm, i was kind of aware it was doing stuff um so it's actually useful to actually hear what it's doing if that makes sense yeah. because it, it it'll give me more of an appreciation for the game um but yeah like you want the game to make you be using the diving mechanics i think because that's i remember that being there being some really cool moments like i mean like when you watch movies every every sort of teenage boy wants to be able to dive into a room in slow motion and just waste a whole room like at no point does the game require you to do that it's an option and you probably had a few experiences where that yeah, like diving away from a grenade. I never had that. Always had to be done. As far as uh, I was exactly. It's, I just saw the grenade coming in slow motion and then just ran for it. <laughs> but it's like diving away from the grenade is so much cooler. <laughs> what you've just talked about there leads me into something I wanted to bring up later on. But let's we'll bring it up now because it's a good time for it. And I wanted to ask you. Um, and this is slightly taken from a conversation I heard on a different podcast. So I don't want to rip it off too much. But where's bullet time gone? And oh, it's gone. Same place as the light gun game, which I, I, I'm surprised has never made a comeback on the Switch. Yeah. I could, the, the, light gun games are fantastic. Why are there no Time Crisis I, games on the Switch? Why can't people make Tell yeah. me that, Alex. Why can't people make it work better than just having some kind of pointer thing that you kind of have to drag? Like, it needs to uh-huh. be... I don't know. But the theory that one of the people on this podcast said was, like, cover shooters came along, 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, we still we still have cover shooters in third person now. Maybe not as much as we did f- well, ten years. Because they won't announce a bloody Gears of War game. Yeah, but maybe that seems to have been what third person games changed into from Bullet Time. And the the, the questions that I guess derived from that are: Is cover shooting that much better than like jumping and diving around a room in slow motion? That it deserves to have been what they are since then there's a, there's a game that you started playing what was it stranglehold yeah that that turned this bullet time stuff into more of like a fucking arcade score attack sort of thing i know warframe does a lot of it does uh, have they play warframe yeah it does a bit of that, that. It's, um, and then there's that game that i really want to play vanquish. on a podcast that vanquish um yeah that's the best that sort of straddled that sort of straddled slow mo bullet time and cover shooter didn't it we have played a, a bullet time game already this year as well don't forget we played fear do you think that was better bullet time than max Payne or worse? no 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 <laughs> we did enjoy it i remember um, we said about how much I, we enjoyed yes. it but yeah um I, I i did enjoy it um no i think i think i think max Payne's better in that regard i don't know Why, do you you're think right it went away? Very... do you think there's nowhere else you can take bullet time in in this like you're, you're supposed to run oh, in, be aggressive, is. jump in, shoot all the guys, and then time starts up. Like, where does it go from there? But also, where has cover shooting gone in the last... Nowhere, really. However many years since Gears came out. It's the same. Yeah, that's the same. So why is Bullet Time Same thing. Gone? I, don't, I, do I wonder if it was just a sort of victim of its time and place. Because too you're much, right, sort of cover shooting has... I, I wonder more like... It's like, all oh, Matrix all the time. Let's make everything Bullet Time. Wasn't there a wanted game where you could like bend bullets and shit? Yes, yes, great shout. Um, I do, I think I think the every I don't know. I was going to say every decade because that's not, but that's not true. Every, every anymore, I'd say like every so often something comes along that just changes the industry. Yeah, and we weren't far away from like Call of Duty Modern Warfare games and obviously Gears of War, which like revolutionised the third person yeah. shooter in a way and i wonder if it just sort of came along started this cool new mechanic and then just got blown away and then and you know what you know what the games industry is like like fortnite came along and everybody started being obsessed with battle royale yeah um and maybe 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 it just sort of like this was a this was a road that people were going down and then these games came out and just changed the way that people looked at games and then obviously the attention just vanished from Seemly. this bullet time stuff and maybe yeah. it just never came back that would be my guess mm. because you're right it's fun it's engaging there's there's surely more you can do it like, the wanted the wanted movie certainly i haven't played the game but you can bend yeah. bullets around the place there's more of that you can do like i i want to see a game where you're like diving and you can actually see the bullets and there's like you can invent mechanics to actually move out the way of bullets <laughs> there was there's like some that. of that in stranglehold like there's, there? yeah, there's, there, it, it like sets you up in these like set pieces where you, you you're st- you're rooted to the spot, and the guys are shooting at you, and he, you have to like move left and right, and then shoot. it's like playing punch out. It's really fucking weird. Do you know what? Do you know where Bullet Time went and where Bullet Time was absolutely fun, fucking fantastic? Was that game that came out? It was a VR game, but it also came out with normal controllers. Um, super hot. Oh, of course, yeah. That's bullet time done really well in yes. a modern, well, modernish way. It's about five or six years old now. Yeah, surely. yeah. That's kind of gone away as well, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose as well, cover shooting has kind of become more of an additional mechanic than the core mechanic for a lot of stuff. Like, you're right. Gears yeah, 5 on. tried to make itself a bit more open world. Red Dead's got cover, but that's also open world. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect. Like, they're adding cover shooting into other things rather than just having a straight up game that has that in it 
as like I say, as the core um, mechanic. We're playing a game just now in our free time, Alien Fireteam mm-hmm. Assault. That's got a cover mechanic that I barely use. <laughs> yeah, you get shot at it, a is. couple of levels and then don't touch it ever again. It's not no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting point though. Uh, and of course, they are re- ripe for a comeback. These are re- being remade, so. <sighs> Remade, and I think this is a, this is a remake that I'm on board with. And it's both the games just, in one thing, isn't it? It's one and two as a... They're remedying it, yeah. They're, they're be, it's, it's more of a... I would, I would disc, from what I know of it, I would describe it more as a reimagining. They're taking what these first two games were and just making a game. Yes, it's not it. It's not a remaster. So the, 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 if you go to the website at the moment, it just seems to be like a fucking big quote, and it just says, Remedy Entertainment will remake the iconic Max Payne and Max Payne 2 as a single title in development agreement with Rockstar Games. So, thank fuck Rockstar's not making it, because I don't know if you've played Max Payne 3, but it's... I played it back in the day mm-hmm. um, when it came out and enjoyed it fine, but I think my critical eye has changed somewhat since yeah. I last played it, so I don't think I can have an opinion of it anymore. It's, it's much like, yeah, I just don't really have much of a memory of it. I was too attached to these, I think, and it, and it hurt me in that regard. And the thing... So you don't think this time next year we're coming back with Max Payne 3 chat? We're... I I would give it another go. I would I would absolutely try it again. But the the main thing I didn't like about the third one was that the setting was not correct. It wasn't noir. No, he's anymore. bald and he's gone to like Brazil. Hawaii or like somewhere yeah. in Brazil. That was somewhere really hot. And it didn't have the comic book stuff in it at all. They took all of that out. Now, when they re, I hope they don't do that for the remake. They've, I assume they've dumped the havoc engine. Right? Is it? On it looks like a gears game in my memories, an Unreal game. What Max Payne three? Because that that is a that is a wild comment I've just made based on nothing. What you mean the third is the third one that you mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. on Unreal Engine. So uses the Rage Engine. Oh, okay. Is that a Rockstar thing? Yeah, must have been. Nah, that's an Ed or Bethesda thing. I'm looking up at Rage here. Is that no? Is that used no. on the Rage? Does Rage built on the Rage? I don't engine? think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> If ever there was a game that should be on the Rage Engine, yeah. it's Rage. But I, I, I have faith that Remedy will bring the comic book panels back where Rockstar I obviously chose not to. But I hope Rockstar don't make them kick them out because I really, I really like that. It's so it's like no other games are like that. Where do Remedy sit on the in the like budget power? Because I feel like if they've not quite hit, you're like an id. I am not an id. An IO game, like I feel like the the Hitman games are quite faithful to the old games, partly because of limitations. They're working to yeah, yeah, and that forces them to be rev rev reverential in a way that they might not be if they had unlimited money. I in my head, Remedy's like a dub is like a double A developer, but who knows? But Alamate Two seems to be. I don't know how people feel about Control either, because I think Control probably does feel like it's more than double A. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you, right. I get and what you're it saying. It does like though. it does like ray tracing and stuff like that. I think that like they've moved that on is, from that fucking one with a terrible TV show in it. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I say, it's, this is. I mean, we're speaking in a world where a game made by a multi-billion-dollar hedge fund company has been <laughs> nominated for indie game of the year. So like, it's all it's all nonsense. It is. It's all, all vibe in it. Yeah, but. I'm really, I'm really excited for the remakes of these, and maybe, maybe Bullet Time makes its comeback there, and it, it gets a yeah, renaissance. People start copying them again. Maybe, um, and whoever made Time Crisis, please, please go make another one. That's Namco, I think. 
Maybe it doesn't work on the new TV. Maybe it's is it the TV is it the TVs that killed it's it? The TV that's yeah that killed it. Yeah, but you don't need that for the Switch. No, but apparently the that didn't really help out the House of the Dead remake that they did. So, oh, does it not good? Because again, that's dragging a pointer across rather than <sighs> aiming at something and shooting. It's more like a. I bet it's the same yeah, as the okay. Wii, and the Wii had some apparently has some good ones. We um, you know, you need the sensor bar back. We're um, yeah, we're coming back. We're coming obviously to the end of the year now. We we will probably around the time we either do our Christmas special episode or our game of the year, we'll maybe do some mini announcements of what we're going to be playing next year. Yeah, I don't think Summer of Resi will get there just yet, but I do. I do think there's merit in playing one of the Wii Light Gun Resi games because it's like retells the story of two and code veronica in a light gun yeah, version fun yeah so we'll see how good light gun games have been since the tv's changed can we also like book in like i've seen you a couple of times this year but we've done absolutely nothing podcast related anytime i've seen you maybe we should yeah can we book in a trip where we actually we'll, we'll pick a co-op game that's fairly short and we'll do our usual stuff but we'll also tie in a game that we can play together and do a live podcast when was the last time we did a live podcast what was in sat next to each other yeah Probably when I came to stay in good and with you, and we talked about Did Mario we do a live 64. Podcast then? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Because it's really That's echoey, because we were in a big echoey room rather than. In a room, I was like, yeah, I got, I was like, this is this is the first time I've ever had like a room that I can make into a geek den and I've yeah. put bloody hardwood flooring down. <laughs> Biggest mistake in my life. And I've made some fucking mistakes in my life. I'll so, tell you that. But he's not made it now. <laughs> Podcasting with a cold might be going down as one of his mistakes if he doesn't survive my bullshit i'll tell you though what i've got as i went to the shop i was like right i need to get through this podcast so i bought some minis i was like right i can just dull it with alcohol i bought some olbus stick it up your nose i've got some i can vouch for the fact you've been using the up the nose thing while we've been recording ladies and gentlemen before we started, I took some ibuprofen and I've taken some, well, it's Beecham's, but that's like budget Lemsip, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. And I've also got, <clears throat> I've got a throat spray that I've been using as well. So I am ready to go to get me through this podcast. You are the Max Payne of podcasting. Just popping. I am, yeah. I'm just on painkillers, yeah. Every time every time I get topped up, Alex will just see me going off and necking some drugs and then my, you'll see my, my level go down a little bit. Yeah. Which actually brings me to a point of how much better the hallucination sections were in this game, or rather they were just not bullshit this time around, like the first one. No fucking blood, little lines of blood to do platforming on in the dark. Yes, you're right. No blood splatter, no like endless maze rooms you're going to have. I did get lost in one of the dream sections in the police station. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I just ended up walking around not knowing where I was supposed to go. I, I got lost in the police station even out of I was of about the to say section, I got so. lost in the police station in the normal part as well, yeah. Because <laughs> like, like, Do sex- I do some work now? Can I do, tap your computer? Do the, do the paperwork. There's like sections of that police station you can go to that the game never needs you to go to. Like the underground yeah. car park. I don't think I ever went there in the game. But you can go there, can you? Yeah, yeah, if you go downstairs, you can go out back and go to the underground car park and there's policemen standing speaking that you can listen to having a chat. <laughs> um, I think you can see your little Max Payne car that I think oh, I remember yeah. there being in the first game. Yeah, you can go and like walk around these areas that just the game just does not need you to be. <laughs> I guess that, that leads into you know what you alluded to earlier with the things about exposition going on. Like This game definitely breaks up things in a more, more sophisticated and more like integrated way than the first game did the first game was it would start like a level and you'd probably get some kind of like establishing shot and it would like then zoom in on max and then he would be like talking and then and then the level would start 
but that would basically just keep breaking itself up with the the comic book panels and then go back yeah. to the game. Whereas this has a lot of in-engine cutscenes in it. The first game doesn't really have any cutscenes at all. Whereas this game has a lot of that, like yeah. chasing people down, like ducking into his car and driving after people. And so, uh, you know, all the times you, the mobsters are chatting when they execute that woman near the beginning, when the old cleaning I think there's two, people. I like that there's like two occasions where he just jumps in a mobster's cleaning van and ends up at a different level. Yeah. <laughs> I find that funny. It's like, oh yeah, we've done that. And then they, they just did it again. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Those cleaners are like the ultimate swerve merchants as well. I swear they start <laughs> off that you think that they're working for Vinny, but then they're not working for Vinny. They're working for Vladimir Lem or whatever his name is. But then they're not working for him. They're working for the inner circle. Yeah. It's like who they work for everybody. And then they suddenly don't wear cleaning clothes anymore. But we'll- They're talking that when you get caught. One bit I really liked is when you get sort of caught in a mob war. Yeah. Well, and they, like some guys think you're on their side, and I just ended up shooting everyone, and then they eventually. Oh, what, the, the, the fat lads who you. join you, like the Sopranos blokes, basically. Yeah, I ended up just killing them as well, and then just like everybody was shooting at me because I think one of the gangsters came out a door to help us, and I just unloaded on them, <laughs> not knowing who he was, and then they were just like, they were they just turned on me, so I was just like, well, you're going to have to die too, so everybody died. I accidentally killed that blonde guy. What was that guy's name? Like. Desert Wolf or something. I don't know what his name. I can't remember oh. what his name is now. But he like he starts off and he's like hiding behind some what looked like explosive barrels that he was hiding behind for cover. He's like, "Hello, Max. I will help you." And then I ended up. Oh yeah. I oh, sh- you shot him. I shot him by accident later on. Yeah. Because there's a period of the game where you, like there's like a, a at the at the start of the game there's like a three or four level streak where you've got a companion if you can find them in Not every level. In my so case. Like, yeah, there's like the Russian guy who you obviously took down. Be, do you know what would be really cool is if when you when you go back to fight the Russians if he's dead later on if you had killed him at the start that would have been cool who knows if that's true um, yeah then there's like you there's a bit where you're in your sort of flat if you go down to the bottom there's like a there's like a bum watching TV oh yeah you. I, and then yeah. there's the, there's like the lady in the really short leather skirt who ends up helping you in like the next level. And then later on, when you end up in the police station, she's in the police station reporting her boyfriend, who she was moaning about in oh, the level yeah. that you meet her, and she runs about in a garnier. So yeah, I know that. Yeah, the one in like, the well. miniskirt, like the blatant yeah. pl- prostitute. Like, is yeah. it like purpley, pink top? Yeah. Leather miniskirt. Old lady yeah. with shotgun who gives you a shotgun if you ask her to. Yeah. Well, so I, is that, does she do it? Because she was like, I've got another one if you want. And then I, went, I was like raking around her flat as she was talking. And I was like, oh, I can't find it. So I just ran Yeah, off. you have to go up to her and press X or something. And then she's <sighs> like, here it is, dearie. And opens the like cupboard for you and you take it. Very you've already got it though. The... I already had a shotgun. So I yeah. don't know why she was offering, but yeah, whatever. I'm very much into the remedy thing that they seem to do where they just have weird TV shows. On I would, this was games. something I was going to bring up later. So let's go for it. It just sort of creates a through line that sort of links all the games to me because I know there is like a a, a MCU version of Remedy. They, they've certainly like, tried to it bring that into RCU. It now, they? Yeah, because yeah, because of um, we're going to have to do control because I've still not played <laughs> I think that we are, game we? either. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to do that. Um, yeah, but then yeah, apparently Alan, there's Alan Wake references in Control. Well, there's the DLC um, where it's all about that. But yeah, Alan Alan Wake was like a an event that they have at the bureau that you the game is set in so right okay. control is like a bureau where they observe these weird phenomena and then alan wake's whole thing is something they've apparently been observing as one of these phenomena are they a microsoft company now or are they independent still remedy 
if they're making a game for Rockstar, I assume independent. Must be, yeah, you're true. Yeah, that's true. I just, I always think because Control's been on Game Pass since, or at least it was on at some point. It was on PS Plus as well. Was it okay? Yeah. Um, and then there's something else. Oh, they were con- obviously connected. They did that game with the TV show, which was part of the Microsoft TV studio that they set up. Yeah, back that, in the that day. was. Yeah, that that is where I think. Yeah, you're you're associating them with as a Microsoft studio. Maybe they were at that point. I think I wonder if that's Quantum why. Break, well, I, in the same way that we associated. Well, maybe they are now, but at the time when you associate like Ratchet and Clank and Somniacs, yeah, with PlayStation, even though they're not, or even you know Square Enix back in the day, Nintendo, and then jumping over to Sony. But yeah, the TV shows in this. The, apparently, the first game doesn't. I don't really remember too many of them, but it doesn't have as many as this, or anywhere near as many as this. This one has quite a lot of like shows that seem to follow like a seasonal format, which is apparently like a. This is all like a reference Did you watch to Twin any of Peaks. Them? I watched some, but apparently Twin Peaks has like a, a TV show that they all watch, like a soap opera that they watch that kind of like is mirroring what's actually happening in Twin Peaks. And right, okay. some of these shows like Lords and Ladies and uh, maybe Address Unknown, I think that's supposed to be what Max, that's supposed to be about basically what's happening to Max and, and Lords okay. and Ladies is supposed to be like him and Mona's relationship kind of on a whatever. I, I tried to watch some of them, but I did get bored with most of it after a while i remember thinking it was funnier than it actually is i enjoyed that they were there enjoyed them for like 30 seconds and i just sort of max yeah. paying myself off <laughs> mosey on a way to shoot some lads i did like it when there's two blokes sat there watching an episode of one at one point and you can kind of just sort of stand behind them while they're watching the yeah. tv oh, chatting yeah. about yeah. it yeah and then shoot the tv out and then they get really pissed off and then you <laughs> shoot them in the face <laughs> yeah people don't like it when you shoot tvs no um there was tons of it in Max, uh, sorry, in Alan Wake as well. I wonder if there'll be any in Alan Wake 2 for us to watch. I, I guess there must be. And that'll probably be, because in Control there's loads as well. It's not necessarily TV shows, but you find okay. loads of like um, actual videos of um, stuff from within the Institute that you're in, like the scientists and stuff, and they're full proper like acted videos by real actors and stuff. And cool. Alan Wake 2 is going to have a lot of that in it as well, isn't it? It's going to have actual. Oh, excellent. TV stuff going on, so we'll come. Yeah, back to I that saw. Later. I sort of accidentally spoiled myself. They've got some legit actors in that game. Oh, who? Alan Wake Two. Who's it? Who's in it that you spoiled yourself with? Uh, I've forgotten his name now. Idris Elba. I saw him. Oh, in it. I don't, don't think I knew he was in it either. That's cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, this. This is proper like remedy in universe stuff, and how they're trying to thread it all together. And this, this like recurring, like we have loads of random TV shows with loads of bullshit going on. I do like that, especially mm. with the Captain Baseball Bat Boy coming back later as the fucking explosive. Oh, he annoyed suit. me. I know. He he, yeah, me. I know he did annoy you. He is annoying. I accidentally shot him quite a few times, and he he glitched out at one point because the, there's a bit where some guys come down the stairs at you, and they kept shooting him up so much or me up so much that I ran away. And I was like hiding with him behind the thing next to the van, and then they never spawned, and I couldn't, I couldn't oh, no. get them to come out. I kept going up the stairs and back, and they just wouldn't come out. The only way I could get them to spawn was shoot Vinny in the foot a few times, and then they would, then they would spawn, and I'd have to kill them before <laughs> they then finished him off because his health was so low because of all the foot shooting I'd been doing. I had to quit. Yeah, all oh, the foot shooting. Yeah. They did well. I mean, that sort of ties in because I, I was like playing that sort of section, thinking this is like. World War One style military tactics: just climb over the wall and run at the person that's shooting you. Because <laughs> there was quite often, it was like you'd stand and watch, 
and people were just like slowly climbing over the wall. Oh like, yeah. Um, <laughs> B button to slow mo shoot them before they climb over the wall. They just fall off. It's like this is terrible. You've not thought about this. Throw a grenade over the wall. Don't even need to see me. Yeah. That yeah. That the anime placement in the first game I felt like a lot of times it was just bullshit and you wouldn't see where you were getting yeah. shot from. And th- Yeah, or oh, that happened more than a few times to me, yeah. Yeah, the second game, sometimes they had guys above you or like just shooting you from somewhere I had no idea where they were. But I think for the large part, it's almost like the enemies were sort of placed in a... I've heard people say that they think these games are puzzle games because of the fact that it's like... I think... Everything is over very quickly. Like, you can go into a room, you can slow it down, you can take them all out sort of strategically and move on that and that there's is trial and error and there's save states that's actually inherently like yeah. in the game it's not pc hack it's like they want you to do mm. quick saving to try and redo everything but yeah that is that is true again if you compare it to a cover shooter as well like that's more of a tactical shooting experience whereas this is just like i uh, yeah i'm gonna I feel dive like in and call get any game somewhere. a puzzle game yeah you probably can i don't think i that agree sounds with it, like- but no, that's that to me. Sounds I can understand where they're coming from and what they're saying. Mm. I think that statement sounds like someone's thinking, "Hmm, let me twiddle my moustache yeah. and think about how I can sound intelligent when I'm talking about a video game." Yeah, it's a puzzle game in the same way people call the Souls games puzzle games. I mean, I get what you're saying, but it is not a puzzle game. That's more of a puzzle game, by the way, than Max Payne. But I <laughs> yeah. still don't think it's a puzzle game. I think the the fact that this game, the way that the bullet time makes you stronger and quicker than your enemies certainly made it as we've already said it made it way easier than the first game but also yeah, so much easier in being easier it therefore kind of makes you to me it made me feel more like the max Payne i look back and think of max Payne as being than the first game where yeah. i felt like in the first game I, I don't know if i'm speaking for you as well here but i had to be really cautious a lot i think like i had to sort of really assess and like run away and hide from a lot of the time and like desperately searching for healing all the time whereas this game really just wanted you to do stuff in slow motion and look cool doing it and have fun and just blow the shit out of people the first game was way more of a slow paced like oh shit i'm getting battered i need to think about what i'm doing whereas this game i come back and go again and figure out how you're going to go into the room I, i think actually that is so again like to wind back to what I said earlier, that I, I felt like this when I was playing it at some point is this like Max Payne one point two. I think to actually maybe put that into a bit more of a coherent thought, as you were saying that, it made me think it. It's almost like someone thought had a meeting before they started making Max Payne two and thought, what did people like about Max Payne? Yeah. What are people's standout memories? And they've just made sort of they've just built on that and made a better version of that. Because as you were talking about that, that made me think of the, the the section in the the warehouse area down the docks where you there's like there there there's a there's like the sniper section. Oh, um, when you're playing as a lot, yeah, um, there's a lot more variety in the first game for good and bad. Um, whereas to me in this game there is just the Max Payne thing that you know and love again and ratcheted up a wee bit i think hmm interesting i would have probably thought the opposite of that because yeah because you've got like i say you've got the bits where you're playing as mona you've got that bit where you're covering max with the you do rifle. play as mona oh, and yeah okay that sniper section i'll take your yeah I'll, I'll take your point with that sniper section um i would say the rest of it is just 
more of the same. Mm-hmm. Like the Mona sections are largely just Max Payne sections, but you've got a Mona character. I guess other than that yeah. section, there's the there's you're right. There's like the the haunted mansion madhouse thing. Where but it's like there are versions of that in the game. Mm. And I, actually, other than sort of set piece design, I'm not sure how that really changes how that's you, what how I'm that's what I'm saying. Sorry, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying is that they felt like they were more set pieces and there were more varied locations than just like underground stations or corridors in apartment blocks yeah i'd agree with that but yeah you're right fun the the way the game plays out yeah it's the same other than this game has a lot more bits where you're walking around not shooting (laughs) where you're walking around a police station getting lost or talking to mona or whatever like it, it wanted to tell the story a bit more dynamically as i mentioned earlier rather than just shoot stuff comic shoot stuff this was like shoot stuff yeah. comic walk about for a bit listen to it the felt TV. like I, I, again again to sort of build on what you were talking about earlier why it's interesting that you were talking about how they had gone away and got some writing chops because yeah. it there feels like there's pacing to this game it's not just on off on off on yeah, off uh, there's exactly. a sort of there's a rise and fall there's a cadence to the action yes, in the game that definitely. the first game doesn't have do you like the story in this game do you prefer it or do you not like mm. it at all because i know that You'd obviously like me. I did feel the same way you did, where like I'd forgotten kind of what the fuck it actually. Yeah, was. I didn't even see the previously bit in the game menu. I looked up on the Max Payne wiki and was like, "Max says this himself." When you didn't fucking say this, and then I realised you have to select <laughs> it in the menu. But um, that whole Alfred Woden thing confused the shit out of me for a long time. Just like, so he let Max Payne off, but he was also the guy who like got his family killed, wasn't he? He, yeah <laughs> and then at the end of the game he he's kind of not on your side but he is a little bit and then he gets out of a wheelchair and dies because he tries to strangle vladimir and that lady cop she was having a relationship with the russian wasn't she yeah her being naughty was telegraphed about way downtown like you could see that coming for weeks as, that, as soon as you were in the police station and you answer her phone for her you're like oh she's she's not good is um because he the, does fr- definitely shoot her that's not hallucinate he shoots her yeah and then he gets and then he gets he goes to hospital because vlad shoots him she he gets no she sort of he doesn't kill her he just sort of shoots her down then he she shoots him off the edge of a building does she not oh yeah because it's um he doesn't go to prison for it he says that i'm a cop killer because he's looking around later isn't he he's like yeah he is so i assume that the police must figure out that she was bent i guess so I mean, I could look, I could probably look at the plot because I haven't be actually got any notes yeah. for the story. Um, but yeah, go on. Sort of finish your question. Though. Yeah. There's like parts of the first... I think what to me the peaks of the first game were better than the peaks... Perhaps the peaks of the story in this game. Like I remember there's, a, there's the whole sort of first third of the game in the first one where the police are hunting you because they think you're the yes. murderer. And you're simultaneously... There's like... Um, and then you're working for him in this one. Yeah, like um, condemned. You, you now work for him. Oh, yeah. There's a bit of condemned criminal or, or criminal origins about about the sort of early stages of Max Payne, and I really like that sort Very of true. policeman that's had his whole family murdered, and people also think he's a killer, so he's been hunted, but also trying to solve the crime at the same time. There's layers to that one that I think this one maybe doesn't have, but then there's the sort of character development the Th- that's one, what this has the love interest that's stuff. what this yeah, has the, yeah he wanted to write yeah. he made a big deal about it. it's a noir love story and this everybody everybody in this is great every single person in it is great 
Mm. Vladimir is grey because because he even he says at the end, doesn't he? Like, well, he gives you a lift somewhere. Yeah, and you're like, oh, he's obviously going to turn on me. Yeah, but but um, we because we killed we we kill uh, Winterson, which is Vlad's girlfriend. Mm. So then Vlad's like, well, fuck you, I, I have to kill you. You, ki- you killed my girlfriend. I wish I didn't, but now I'm going to have to shoot you in the face. And then he does, Good and point. then he kills Mona. Is that why he does it? Because there's a bit when he, Vlad gives you a lift somewhere and he goes like, what, what would you do if you knew you had to do something, but mm. you also knew you would... He was like, it basically, to me, it alluded to the fact that he was going to do something yes. that turned him and Max against each other. Yeah, definitely. It's not quite like the first game where he just basically kept showing up in cars and giving Max lifts when he really needed to get out of somewhere. <laughs> like, hello, it's me again. <laughs> um, shall I run through? Let's run through the story then. Yeah, man, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, this is set two years after the after the first game. This is from the Max Payne fandom wiki, by the way. So it's not my own notes. So you start off. Obviously, you're investigating these murders that are done by the cleaners because that's when he goes to this warehouse. I guess I think it is, isn't it? And then you find that Mona Sachs is there and she kills loads of them for you and she's wanted for the murder of this senator. Um, so she gets arrested for that murder that she's wanted for and obviously Max is very attracted to her. He thinks that she was dead from the first game because she gets shot in the lift and then the but lift it's is empty. twin sister that gets killed in the it, lift? Uh, is that how she's still alive? No, her twin sister gets killed in the first game before that. Right. Okay. So she. In, so there's because there's there's talk about her having about a bullet that. in her head, but it's not clear whether that's an actual bullet or a metaphorical bullet. I think it must be an actual one then. If she did get shot, because apparently there was an initial story arc where where Mona did die in the first game, and mm-hmm. people, some of the some of the writing stuff were like, no, 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 you, you can't do that. Let's leave it ambiguous. But apparently they also got like hate mail for killing her in this game as well. Like people were not happy about her dying. And there's a there's a uh, if you beat if you beat the game on the highest difficulty she doesn't die, which is shit. Oh, so she's not dead then, basically. I think canonically, the ca- the canonical, she should be dead because the whole point of this is that there's no there's no happy endings in film noir, and the whole point of it was around Max losing everything. Like she can't just be not dead. That's the whole point of the. Maybe, story. maybe we'll find out in Max Payne Three if she makes an appearance because I cannot remember. <laughs> For, I would, I think it's. Um, Apparently, there is an illusion in in three that she dies. I have I can't remember, but I think I read right, somewhere okay. that like that seems to have been what they decided is canonical because yeah, she's dead in in three or right. she's mentioned something's mentioned. So yeah, while you're at the station, um, it gets attacked by the cleaners who they're looking for Mona. She breaks out, and then you go meet her again at her weird. She's living in the the abandoned film set. Yeah, a fun house, fun house that's set yeah. up to be one of the TV shows. I think it's the one that's cancelled. The Address Unknown. I think it's supposed to be uh, related to that, okay. like it was the set of that or something. Do you know what? Actually, that that shower scene made me want to play was um, Indigo <laughs> Prophecy slash Fahrenheit. Oh yeah, is there a shower scene in that? I think so. Yeah. Well, that's if not. It's another game. That it's it's the Jason. There's definitely a shower scene. Oh, it's a shower. One. Yeah, but that's him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just as sexy. <laughs> I just want to watch the. I'll just go watch the episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns comes to stay and he gets out of the shower, and then makes Marge paint him naked. <laughs> I, I tell you, David Cage cannot write a fucking story to save his life. I no, don't know how no he's Sam Lake. That that man is a charlatan. Yeah, somebody should have told him to go get some fucking writing lessons after his first game. So, yeah, 
Uh, Max goes to meet her at this weird place. The cleaners have followed him there. And then they basically turn around. They kill the cleaners that have come to attack him and then go after them themselves. This is where they, after you've kind of had a big fight with the cleaners at the construction site, where this is where you play as Mona is trying to snipe and help Max out, which I actually think was quite weak, that section. It was like Max kept saying... Yeah, I couldn't see where they are. And then when I found the yeah. guys, there was like two of them. It's like, really, Max? You can't handle two yeah. of them? I've been handling like rooms of 20 blokes a minute ago. <laughs> That's where Winterson then obviously finds you. She then comes back and saying... I do quite like how they tie that together. That was quite fun. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't like... Um, don't get me wrong. This is not like Oscar-level writing. But like they sort of... I like how you can see the characters moving around. And then there's like there's a bit where you're... You're Max Payne, you're talking to Mona and mm. she says a couple lines and then you're playing again as Mona and she says the lines that she says to Max. Yep. Yeah. And I like how that sort of sets the timeline. I, I mean, enjoyed that. You do you you look at the start of the game. One of the first I think the first line of the game is her saying, I've become such a damsel in distress or something like that, which is the very Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. I was watching line. that before we started recording, yeah. All that there's loads of like the comic book shots near the beginning of the game when he's talking to Mona where it, it looks like they're standing up and he's talking to her face to face but she, this is actually the shot of her at the end of the game where she's lying on the floor dying oh, so shit. it's like they flipped the perspective that. so it's there's some cool callbacks yeah, that they've done my in brain that. didn't click that that's great yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's like a, it does kind of I think they even said that they wanted people to have like replays of this game to kind of figure out what's going on because somewhere as well there's stuff like drawings on the wall of their fucking captain baseball bat boys um outfit with tiktok boom written on it or something like that there's like loads of foreshadowing going on and the way that i guess the narrative has chopped and changed and what are non-linear i guess um yeah probably li- like lends itself to figuring out more the second time around this game uh, uh, see in second pass this game doesn't get the respect it maybe deserves for that yeah, I don't think it ever gets talked. About. This Max Max Payne certainly doesn't. Yeah. And Max Payne two definitely doesn't get talked about from a narrative perspective. It's all about the bullet time. It does have yeah. a bit of a bit of decent narrative to it. Yeah, uh, more I, better than the first game narrative wise. Yeah. I think certainly I think in, in the construction and the as you said earlier, the characterization is far better. So Winterson, obviously, she holds Mona at gunpoint. She then tells Max that Winterson's there to kill her, and then Winterson says, no, I'm just trying to arrest you. And then Max just shoots Winterson, which allows Mona to escape, and then Winterson shoots Max, as you said, and Max falls off the building and then gets hospitalised. Which, I, as you said, must be the point where he was like, yeah, the reason I shot Winterson is because she's working with the whatever. Yeah. Um, so don't arrest me and let me leave, because he kind of just escapes the hospital, I suppose, doesn't he? Yeah, he sort of runs off. Yeah, so I who's guess... the guy at the start of the game who gets shot and killed in the hospital with the glasses? I never figured that out. And like, you open the lift, and he's like, "Max Payne, you did it!" And then he just gets shot. Oh, that's and the he's... that's the NYPD guy, isn't it? Is that real, or is that him imagining that he did that? Oh, who knows for this game, man? Yeah, I remember thinking that was odd that it looked like he just shot the I NYPD re- I... chief. I just couldn't remember who he was. I'm almost certain that's who that's supposed to be, Jim Bravura or whatever his name is. Sorry, I derailed that. <laughs> yeah, after he, Max leaves the hospital, um, he then gets kidnapped by Vladimir Lem, and he learns that apparently at this point the cleaners work for him, and then um, 
he learns that Vlad is part of the inner circle, which is obviously where Alfred Woden was in the previous game. Obviously, you in the previous game, I think Woden was having a sort of in like a civil war in the inner circle with that Nicole Horn yeah. that we end up killing. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like she's like a politician of some kind, is she? Yes. Yeah. I think I was in chats to you calling her senator, but I don't remember what she was, but I just remember she was some kind of politician. Um because it was just because the whole the whole story was like oh, the, the 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 conspiracy goes right to the top. Nicole Horn, president. Oh, she's the president of the corporation that made the Valkyrie drugs. Uh she's not a politician at all. No. Speaking of Mars. Yeah, she's president of Asia Corporation responsible for the production of the drug Valkyrie. You also learn at this point that Vlad wanted to kill Woden. They're, they're both, yeah, so they're both part of the inner circle. And again, there seems to be some sort of civil war going on. Vlad wants to kill him. He, Max also learns that Mona was hired by Woden to kill Vlad and Max. Uh, and then we also find out at this point that Winterson was having a relationship with Vlad, which is why Vlad then says he has to kill Max and shoots him leaving him for dead. Mo- uh, Mona rescues him. Good old Winterson. And then they both go to Woden's mansion to try and save him from Vlad. She then, there's this weird part, obviously, where Mona then kind of knocks Max over in an attempt to try and deal with the orders that she has to kill him, but then she can't because she has feelings for him, and that's obviously part of the, yeah. the love story angle. Vlad then shoots Mona, realising that she's not going to kill Max. Woden appears, gets out of his wheelchair, as I said earlier, and tries to go for Vlad but he, he gets killed during that. And then you have a big old fight with Vlad, who triggers a bomb that he planted in the mansion. And eventually Max catches up with Vlad and, and kills him, and then goes back to Mona's side, but she dies as the, as the police arrive. And apparently it says... It says here on the wiki, which ending is canon was initially up for debate until Max Payne 3's release, though it is commonly believed that she dies, as that is what occurs on the default difficulty. Right, okay. There's a lot of like double crossing going on in this. There's a lot of, you know, internal sort of fighting between people who are supposedly on the same side and people yeah. who are distrust, you know, untrustworthy throughout. Like I said, everybody's supposed to be grey. Um, I, I, I do like the story. I, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's fine. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably went went further when it came out. Gaming. Gaming narrative has been delivered in so many different ways to this. Yeah, that's actually a great point. Since Gaming then. narrative has come a long, long way since, like, I don't know. It, it, I'm sure this wasn't the game, but in my mind, gaming narratives started to grow up around Metal Gear Solid and sort of then sort of, yeah, and you're right, by 2003, that probably is a good story. Maybe yeah. by 2023, it's it's quite basic. But yeah, that doesn't take away, doesn't take away, like, like, the building blocks for what we've got today. And actually, it was pretty good, I think. Yeah, a large part of the story is obviously the way it's presented and in, in, in this sort of cool, uh-huh. like dripping with film noir style. But I've seen... It's I've, very noir. How do you think it's noir compares to uh, the one that I've keeps jumping in my head, L.A. noir? Because I remember the, the ending annoyed me in L.A. noir, but I think mm. maybe I'm a bit, a, a bit more of an adult now. And understand what noir is. Uh, it is more noir, isn't it? Yeah, than... that. Mm, that was certainly a lot less. I mean, I know there was there was subject matter was quite gritty, but the, obviously Max Payne is a, incredibly bleak at times. 
very gritty yeah. game, whereas L.A. Noir is, at least for a large <sighs> part of it, just you being a policeman. You being a policeman, what annoyed me about it, and may- maybe it's something that would annoy me about the noir genre then, if that that's what they do, but you die, to me, you die at the end of the game in L.A. Noir. sorry, spoilers, and you have nothing to changes. You for a bit, so, don't you? Yeah, so I just I I just kind of feel like I die at the end of the game. Nothing actually changes. So what was the point of the game? Yeah, because he doesn't he die when confronting somebody about something. Yeah, like I, I in my memory of it, like he doesn't sort of he doesn't sort out the corruption. The corruption continues yeah. in a different form. Like doesn't actually clean anything out. He just dies. Tries to solve corruption. Who's who's ever Maybe. been able to solve that though? Huh. Well, we've just been talking about. The video game industry and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, maybe we're living in the noir timeline. Timeline of yeah. the video game industry. It's all bad. I've heard people say that the way that this game kind of breaks up the action and does more of the expositional stuff and like the walking and like interacting with things served as more of a catalyst for what we see for things like uncharted like oh press x to pet this fucking yak in the nepal or whatever it is press x to pay respect yeah like you you know the way that like god of war does it as well like a lot of how cinematic elements have been woven into games these days in like in engine as get as the gameplay is continually just moving through the gears that this was one of those sort of pioneering things that this game did that we don't again give it enough respect for i don't know what i'd need to see more of what was around at the time and go back and think about it to decide if i agree with them like purposely giving us downtime in between the action to to give exposition and whether that was one of the sort of pioneers well yeah you're right was that was that new i mean because like i think that existed in halo but that's the one thing that keeps coming into my head as well yeah yeah like the, it's the second level I remember. So you crash land onto the actual Halo planet. Then there's that period of quiet. And then you fight your way up the hill, and then you encounter like an alien outpost or a human outpost. Yeah. And then there's the there's like the walking around there, getting the exposition. Then you get attacked, and maybe it is though. Just because it wasn't the first doesn't mean it didn't move it on. Let's have a look at the video game draft because that will tell us like a few years before. So 2001. Uh, I mean, obviously, you've got the Metal Gear games. They probably were more like that. Although they're kind of, they're kind of like I think they're gameplay, gameplay cutscene, gameplay yeah. cutscene, yeah. And then how they break it up is they have the little radio dude at the bottom. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> I'm talking rubbish. They they cut to black. That's a cutscene, isn't it? With that, yeah, yeah. And there's the codex that's gameplay stuff. cutscene. Gameplay cutscene doesn't doesn't weave the two. And then 2002, obviously, you've got, you've got Grand Theft Auto's been around at this point for a long time. But again, that's just kind of like you go somewhere, they tell you stuff, and then you leave, yeah. Driving a car while you get essentially a Bioshock-style recording played at you. Yeah. While you drive to a location. I'm not seeing a lot of stuff in these old lists. We've got a lot of, like, Metroids and Zeldas and... Tom Clancy games and FPS games, like I'm not seeing a whole heap of stuff here that makes me. I don't think. remember what Splinter Cell did the first mm. one. Don't remember that. But this, it's been too long since I played it. Maybe that was a good point that they that I heard somebody make about how maybe. yeah, this yeah, is like the, the way that games have kind of like here's a bit of downtime, go interact with things and listen to people talking, 
in a quiet moment before the action comes back is is yeah something that Max Payne two deserves more credit for than it gets. It does because people always I think maybe it's just me but I I, I feel like the the thing that Max Payne two Max Payne the series is remembered for is is bullet time yeah. Diving and shooting is what this game is remembered for. When, I, when actually, upon closer inspection, inspection, it maybe does a little bit more than that, which is nice. Yeah, I would say, yeah, bullet time and the comic book stuff, I think, is what I would, you know, the two things I would always remember it for. Yeah. And they're both things that no one has ever really done together, at least since, and certainly not the comic uh-huh. book stuff. So I am very, very interested to see what this materializes as in the in the remakes which i am also buzzing for because these games are very unique there's nothing like it anymore they still handle very nicely as well like especially this one um the third one was such a letdown for me that you know it just didn't feel like it came from the same place that these games came from it was like rockstar looking at it and going right let's let's give some like reverence to this, but let's also make it our thing, and we'll rockstar the shit yeah. out of it. And they rockstar the shit out of it, which I didn't want them to do. Good game though, and very much enjoyed it. I think the the I think I mentioned at the start, it's got a Metacritic of eighty three. That feels it's less than the first game. Well, do you know what the Metacritic? Couple is higher, like eighty six or something. Yeah, I think. It... Oh, in fact, somebody I think I had it in two thousand and one. Hang on, what does it have? It has eighty nine. Okay, uh, I, I, gen- I generally struggle with these things and trying to think of the game in its time and place because um, it's like the Mario Galaxy, Mario Galaxy Two thing. Like Mario yeah. Galaxy Two is a far, far better game. Yeah, but also it's inherently less impressive because it is building on what the first game pioneered. Mm. So how do you actually discuss that in a com- in a comparative way? I think it's quite a it's quite a difficult thing because, like, like I say, I think I agree with you. This game's more coherent. It's the story's better. The character development's better. It is. It has looked at what made Max Payne good and built upon that. Yeah. It has removed a lot of the issues I had with the first game. Yeah. But at the same time, I like I said before, I at some point it it waned and went away. But there was that point when I was playing the game, and I was like, "This is just more Max Payne." Except it's easier and shorter. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm with you. It's to it's tough. There, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's tough to f- try and parse through. So you're saying, like, from a gameplay perspective, yeah, it, it is a better it is a better game, but yeah. it is less impressive. I mean, it had obviously it had a bigger budget behind it. It had uh-huh. le- it had shorter development time, but you can tell that they. I think the choices that they made with the budgetary enhancement were the right choices to have made. I would agree. Um. Do you think the traveling to the ghetto and hiring bodyguards has made the? I mean, the comic—they are infinitely better. The comic books um, panels in this are, like I said, they they are beautiful. Like to look at, even now, they look so stylish, so cool. Like they're just like, all the rain effects going on in them, and like loads of different sort of layering textures on top of each other. The acting is better in them as well because the guys know how to act. They're not just a game developer and his dad. So. Um, all of that, yeah, far better. There is a video game developer around the Xbox 360 era that got sent to location to take pictures of a location and they ended up getting arrested and put in prison, I think, at least for a set period of time. Right. 
and I cannot remember what that game is. If, and it's been annoying me for about <laughs> half an hour. So, if you're listening to this podcast and you know who that development team are, can you please tell me and home front tell me how, what like, happened? We went to North Korea and took some pictures. <sighs> it's something like mad like that. And they got arrested for basically taking pictures of things they shouldn't be taking pictures of. Hmm. Yeah, and I want to know that now. Maybe by the next podcast we'll have uh, we'll have found the answer and we can and we tell can everybody. Answer it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, if you were if you were, this is the unanswerable question, right? But I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you would, if you were reviewing this game in a professional capacity, is it sort of eight out of ten where yeah. you would settle? Because that's guess where the metrics. And do you think the metrics correct? I think I would probably agree with you. I think at the t- I think when this came out, I probably would have been nine. But yeah. I think yeah, eight out yeah. of ten nowadays. It's um, there's, there's there's really other than the fact that it just looks a bit dated, and we've got better physics engines to play with these days, and games are longer. I guess yeah. there's not really much that it does wrong, really. Interesting to see. Maybe one day we've played all the remedy games that we can do a podcast ranking the remedy. Yeah, I'd like to do that. I yeah, just that would be good fun. I just think Max Payne is just so cool. It's, it's been sorely it's missed. Cool. Like it's like the yeah. you know the the New York noir setting, the comic book stuff, the, the, him doing the monologues and talking with all these like metaphors and stuff. How gritty it is, like shooting people in slow motion, gangs and drugs and all that kind of shit. Like it's just very very stylish and cool. What a shame that film was so wanky. I've seen it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, there you go. Don't remember it at all. Yeah. Oh, it's got. Um, the guy Marky from Mark. Ted in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, um, my God, Meg from Family Guy. What the fuck is that? does it? What's her name? Oh. Mila Kunis. She's Mona. She went I out assume. with Macaulay Culkin. She Did she? Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. There's your, there's your, there's your random factoid. Hmm. In addition to the Kanye West chat that we had earlier yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, David, you're on the, the absolute. You got your finger on the pulse of. Celebrity <laughs> happenings from of, however long of ago, early two thousand, yeah, American pop culture, yeah, yeah. nailed that. It's appropriate, it's topical for the podcast. It is. Have you any more for any more I to don't. talk top talk, talk topical and reference a podcast that used to be good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's that's all I had for Max Payne too. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, it was very very short. Like it was over too quick. Yes, it was. It was so was short. It? it was over. It was over in a blink of an eye. Um, uh, th- there is a good thing to that, though. You, you yeah. want? I would rather it. Ricky Gervais is always a person I remember about this. Like, get out while people still want more. Mm. Don't stay around too long till people fall off. And the, the Walking Dead TV show is the one for me that always sticks out. It's is like that, that still going? Overstayed as well. Maybe, maybe probably. They actually finished the comic book. So. Did they? I, I wish I knew how it finished because I, I fell off as well. I sort of fell off about yeah. three or four volumes after um, Glenn got his face. I think I did. Too. Yeah, just when Negan came along, I think is when I probably dropped off that, which is weird. Yeah, I think I. So I think the last volume I read of that, maybe I didn't actually. It was I think either what was the kid called? Can you remember? Carl. Carl. Yeah, I think he was in, like in Negan's. Mm-hmm. Get up in Negan's like I don't know what do you call it, his house? Yeah, 
Yeah. And then I, th- I don't think I read any more than that. Yeah, that's probably about where I got to. It's like something like 20 odd. Yeah. But there was a time when anyway. I would be like with bated breath waiting for the next Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. And I would get uh, it by that immediately. Is, I loved The Walking Dead. Yeah. I was obsessed with the comic book for a while. Yeah. TV show, I don't think I ever was really that much into. No, I sat through a couple of seasons, but it really was not good. Yeah, it was more I just did it because I liked the. I was like, oh, the source material, I should like this. Then I was ever actually ever engaged. Tell you what, that that lady can only act one way, and it's shocked, stunned, shocked. Oh, what? Is his wife? Rick's wife? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because in in Prison Break, that's all she does as well. Oh, really? Shocked, (laughs) shocked stare. Yeah. (laughs) That was, it was around that era, though. This was like, I guess my introduction to comic books in like my early 20s or whatever was like, when I suddenly started to understand anybody who had ever said, oh, it's, the film's not as good as the book. Because previously I'd be like, what are you talking about? Books are shit. Films are wicked. <laughs> and then once I'd read like Scott Pilgrim and then I'd read Walking Dead and I started to see things like them bring to life things that have been in my head. Like, why is the guy that play, plays Carl such a, like a whiny little bitch? He's not a bitch in my head. <laughs> but now I hate him and I don't care if he gets a hole in his face. So, Have you seen any movies recently since we're since since we may be about to dabble in that? I went to I think I said it to you, I said it to you over text. I went to go see Thanksgiving at the cinema. Yeah, over the well to the end of last week over the weekend. That is a that is as expected. It's a teen slasher that is every bit as stupid and shallow as you would expect. But I had a perfectly good time watching it. We were talking about watching the Alien movies as well, which we may need to. We may need to do since we're playing the alien game. I'm just especially aliens because that feels like what that game feels like. That game feels more aliens than alien. No, it was called aliens. It's called sense. aliens. So yeah, for sure. Oh, so it is, yeah. yeah. Um, right. Have I watched any films recently? Mostly just like re-watching over and over and over again Studio Ghibli films that Cassie's into now. Which is quite what good. What have you been watching? Have you watched the... I think it's a Studio Ghibli one with the one with the cats where she saves a cat from getting run over and ends up in like a cat land. That's the one that I remember. I'm sure that's Studio Ghibli. It probably is. I don't, I don't know almost, what that yeah. is though. It's just... it's and just she like falls in love with a cat and I was like, oh, I don't know that? if like, you're sexually attracted to a cat is weird. Yeah, well... Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I was, reading, I was reading this article today because I'm playing Yakuza 4 and some like it's obviously written by a female and she just like she did a deep dive into every mini game in the yakuza series and every any time any time that any of them involved like dressing up a hostess or anything she's like i fucking hate this it's treating women as objects it's like yeah yeah, i i know but japan japan really does do this japan has these places that are real they have hostess clubs where they make their women dress up and someone's probably dressed them up and told them to go out there and make a man happy. So yes, you're pissed off that the Japanese developers of a game set in Japan are doing things that are in Japan that objectify women, but don't have a go at Yakuza for that. That's actually realistic. I I would also say, have you ever played a video game? I think every human, regardless of gender, is objectified and sexualized. Like, have you ever seen a human character? Like, like look at the state of the six packs you get in video games. Like, 99% 99% of men don't have those. There was one where this she was set, like, oh, objectification. Uh, there's a, there's a, another one apparently in number six where you get to go work out in a gym and she wrote something like, oh, well, at least it was an excuse to look at a shirtless Kiryu for a few minutes. Well, what the fuck is this? Jesus. Double standards. Christ. God damn you. 
But yeah, I mean, it was just annoying to like, okay, yeah, I get it. You don't like that Japanese people ogre women in hostess clubs, but that's a Japan thing. It's not a Yakuza game. Anyway, whatever. Well, why were we, why no, was I was saying, maybe, maybe there's another, like, there's plenty of podcasts we do over the Christmas period, but maybe we can dip into games that we didn't play for a podcast so you can tell me about these Yakuza games. Yeah, okay. Um, what were we talking that about? What were we talking about before? Oh. I was asking you what movies you had watched. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just my neighbor Totoro a lot, and Kiki's Delivery Service. She's obsessed with those two films now. Anytime, not bad, not bad movies to get your daughter. No, into. I feel it's like at two years like... old to watch Japanese animation. I'm doing all right. I'm doing quite well there. I mean, what did we watch when we were kids? I was trying to think, like Super Ted, Thunderbirds. Yeah, I was made. To, I was uh, made to watch Thunderbirds and like Captain Scarlet. My dad Pokemon. was big into that. Captain Scarlet, yeah, Joe Ninety as well. My my got from my dad. I mean, I was just massive into Turtles, like. Turtles, all I could to watch was Turtles, Turtles, um, Bucky O'Hare. Uh, oh, Bucky O'Hare! Bike yes. Eyes from Mars. Oh, yes! Oh, Bucky O'Hare was, was my favourite show. Yeah, Bucky, I had loads of the toys thing. from Bucky O'Hare. Blinky, Bruiser, the two I remember, Dead Eye Duck. Yeah. Is, is another one. Yeah, Bucky O'Hare was cool. Um, I had Tony with his wee porn. He went through a period, he was rebuying Bucky O'Hare toys. So really? He's got a bunch in his house, yeah. I bet you my parents have yeah. hoarded those in the loft. I bet you I've still got them somewhere. I liked <sighs> Ghostbusters a lot. I liked the car. I had like all the car and stuff. I really wanted the Ghostbusters oh, tower where you could like. Oh, I had the tower. I had the tower. I was so yeah, jealous I didn't have the car, but I had the tower. Because you, it had a hole in the middle, and you could like drop slime on the top, and it would like drip through right through the middle. Oh, that's awesome! Thundercats. Did you, oh, I like Thundercats. I yeah, had them. Thundercats. Uh, I had a Crash Test Dummies car. I don't think I ever watched the Crash. I Test loved Dummies. Crash Test Dummies, but I never. I, it was always like friends that had this stuff, but the toys were really cool just because they exploded. Did yeah. you ever? Were you ever into Mad Max, which is like Boys Polly Pocket? No, that's not what it was called. Mighty Max. Something Max. Mighty Max. Mad Max. Mad Max not when a, I was a kid. <laughs> Mad Max is a great film. The re- yeah. A reboot that did a good job. Oh, what a great film. We could, If we play the Mad Max game for our film fest thing that we're doing next year, spoiler alert, everybody. Oh, we need maybe to we need to go do Mad Max fall down a Mad Max film. hole, yeah. Because that's got Batman Arkham sort of combat in it, hasn't it? It does. It does. Indeed, it's got car combat as well, which is unusual in video games. Might be a... That's a dead genre, that's for sure. Yeah. Vigilante 8. <laughs> well, Mario, Mario Kart. We're not, we're not doing Carmageddon and watching the Carmageddon. Not Carmageddon. Fucking. Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. I wasn't going to get that. Well, I suppose that brings us to the end of this episode. Alex, uh, before actually, do I have it? I don't think I've written it in here. So, what have we got up next? Alan Wake 2. Is that going to be the next episode? Have we got anything in between coming up? We can do. If we need longer to play it. Probably do. Yeah. I assume that's not a short game. We, So we were also planning to do a ranking of every major home console. Is that how we were going to do it? Or was it handhelds as well? Surely, surely that not. That doing? would be fucking mad. I can't help with handhelds, really. I could help and with that. PSP. What are we doing? Ranking the consoles themselves? Yes. Excellent idea. Every console from Nintendo, Sony, Sega, and Microsoft, we're gonna we're gonna rank them. Um, and I think we need to think about. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I guess like, I, obviously the like the legacy of it, the library, our memories, maybe business decisions and like marketing and hype. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be doing a lot, a lot of research into that just to figure out like yeah. launch lineups as well. Like we're going to have a, it's going to be really fun to talk about it. We've got a lot of, a lot of consoles to rank. I could probably figure out like top five already for me, but whether we agree on that and we'll come to a consensus, we'll build a list together. I think I know what we'll probably both pick as number one. So I think we're pretty safe there. But yeah, from the from the NES and the Master System all the way up to the Xbox Series and Switch and PS5. All right, let's do the console ranking next then. Yeah. And then and then Alan Wake 2 and then Game of the Year. Yeah, which will be good fun. I don't have a podcast anymore that is a good old Game of the Year. So this is your one-stop shop to come and get some Game of the Year chat, even though we won't actually be talking about games of 2023. We, we'll be talking about... We will be talking about... The winner is you, Games of 2023. Uh, which will include from the year 2023 the Dead Space remake, the Resident Evil 4 remake, Warhammer 40k Bolt Gun, and Mario Wonder and Alan Wake 2. Interesting to see how that goes. That was a utterly wonderful time I had with Mario Wonder. Yeah. Uh, not to mention other games like Donkey Kong Country, Shadow Complex, <laughs> Banjo Kazooie. We did that yeah, this year. I guess we'll save it for, save it for the actual looking back at the year pods but very much enjoyed the sort of rabbit holes we allowed ourselves to fall down at periodic times throughout this year yeah the donkey kong one was great then we did uh we did the mario world was that was that this year where we did the the we did mario we did mario all-stars and then we did the wario which is like was that not like a follow-up to a mario game that we played no that was the year before we did mario oh, land it? 2 and wario land Ah, um, that's it. That's it. This year we did we do Mario Alien, Alien Hole that I fell down the year before as well. Yeah, um, we've fallen down a bit of Remedy Hole this year. I feel like t- certainly towards the end. Because we did yeah. Alan yeah, Wake, Max Payne Two, and an Alan Wake Two. Yeah, but um, sort of mentioned it a second ago when we were talking about films we've watched. But yeah, we are planning as David. I don't know if David actually it was on the pod. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not. But David has been talking about potentially wanting to chat films more. So. We are going to introduce every year now in February, February Film Fest, where we will pick yeah, that'll be good fun. Pick a, a film licensed game or a licensed game of some kind that's uh-huh. maybe not necessarily to do with a film, but then we will also watch a film from that license and you'll get yes. like half an hour of film chat and like an hour of game chat. So we're going to... Yes. What would you... I mean, we're probably realistically going to get ma- minimum two, maximum three. If you had to pick one right now... What's your feelings? What 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 do you really want to either play or watch, and then and then be forced to play? I cannot since we've since we started doing this podcast again. I cannot get Batman Arkham Asylum in my head. Yeah, so good. I'd quite like to slap in a Batman. Would be quite a good fun. I would like to just also point out that you added some utter shit on the end of that list. By the way, did I? What was I? I think I was just sort of brainstorming. Okay, good. <laughs> I saw Mission Impossible the N sixty four and thought. You're gonna have to I was make just thinking, me play I was, that. I was googling movie movie <laughs> game franchise, and I remember. So, Mission Impossible in the N64. I don't remember it being a good game, but I remember. I I, I really like Mission Impossible movies. They're just dumb action movies. Well, even the first one. That's the one with the old face ripping off masks thing, isn't it? Yeah, but they're all like that. They're just yeah. so daft and stupid. Um, and I remember the N64 game there being like a, an interesting mechanic to it that involves a lot of um, putting on like you're dressing up as a waiter and walking around pretending to be a waiter yeah to them. yeah like, there is that yeah like there was interesting mechanics to it so i think i added it to the list based on that um <laughs> probably under no expectation <laughs> no, that actually i was just like 
Alex has put a lot of work into this. I'm going to engage with this <laughs> yeah. in some way. So I, mean, I just remember there... looking at him thinking, he wants to play the King Kong game. I hope he doesn't want to play that in the next 10 years. I mean, I haven't got the 1,000 Gs off it, so, you know. No, well, I was thinking, easy 1,000 Gs, and I think I was <laughs> I was dawdling about in podcasts, and someone started talking about the early 360 era and how they liked the King Kong game. I was like, I'd never played that. And I was like, yeah, me I neither. don't really like King Kong. No, I don't hate think that the game's film. that good, but I just added it. <laughs> and this is where that dynamic could actually be quite fun because, I mean, most of the time on this podcast, we talk very positively about what we've played. And if we don't talk positively, we're, we're, we're talking about either like a, a moment or we're talking about like something just being a bit bland. Whereas this gives us the chance yeah. to like maybe watch a totally shit film, but a really mm-hmm. great game. And then we can have a laugh about it. I'm much more willing to watch a shit film because it's like, yeah. An hour and a half yeah, to two hours exactly. and out, whereas a, a shit game is shit for 10, 15 hours. I think the Arkham Asylum one as well, um, that would work because that's got an, um, an anniversary, but it's in August, so we can like just right, okay. re repost it when it comes retweet. up. Retweet, yeah, give it a retweet. So there's that one's probably, I think it's almost certainly going to be cheap as fuck or on Game Pass by the time February runs around. So I would really like to do Robocop Rogue City because I'm getting that for Christmas anyway. And I just want to watch Robocop because it's it. fucking awesome. I've never seen Robocop. Ah! Oh my God. Robocop is so funny. Um, that Indiana so Jones good. one is another one. Like uh, genuinely, that Indiana Jones game yeah. is a... Um, and I think if we do that, we have to watch the most recent Indiana Jones film because I haven't seen that. Maybe, yeah. Because that, that Indiana Jones game is genuinely good. The reason I noticed that you'd written them on there is because I was watching a video somewhere and saw someone talking about that and was like, this game actually looks like it's the shit. And David goes on about this. I'm going to go add that to the film. Oh, David's already added it. And then I was like, oh, he's also put Quantum of Solace on there. Uh, Quantum <laughs> of Solace is one. one so of the reason time. Quantum of Solace ended up on there is that it's a, it uses it's basically a Call of Duty game. Is it? And I th- oh, of yeah. course it is. Yeah, because they did that for the GoldenEye remake, or Reloaded, or whatever yeah. the hell that shit was. Yeah, um, I've never played it, and there's a guy I used to work with who used to bang on about that game, and I was just like, ah, it might be a throwaway experience, so I just sort of added that to it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the film one's going to be going to be really good fun. I think Robocop and Batman is a great start, and then maybe a third one if we can fit him in. You need to play Such those Transformers good... games. They're so fucking sick. Or are they? Yeah they're, like, yeah, they're like Gears, but also you can turn into a plane. Brilliant. Yeah, maybe it's worth it then. And the Warriors, Megan Fox is oh, the what? Oh, the Warriors is one that's yeah. How long? How long to beat the Warriors? Because maybe we could squeeze in a third. Yeah, because that's one I think we need to have a look at. I remember the combat mechanics being great. I mean, we could do Golden Eye in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been talked about Golden Eye for a long time. Well, yeah, no, but the only thing I was remembering about that, I don't know, I, I realized I did quantum, quantum of solace there, but the only thing that was in the back of my head is you don't like Bond. So I was like, well, GoldenEye and Quantum of Solace is maybe a no-go, but I was like... I hate the, the, Quantum of the, Solace, the film, but I remember liking GoldenEye, the film, quite a lot. The whole point... Well, I was thinking... I was, I was looking at these, and that's why you've got a lot of shit in there. The whole point in these... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, if my memory is like, you sh- chuck shit at the wall, and then we <laughs> have a chat and see yeah. what sticks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I didn't even know there was a Constantine game. So I, the only reason that, again, that one went on is I was what there's a YouTube channel I subscribed to that played that recently and said that it's actually quite good. And I watched the video and it was like, yeah, there's a lot of cool sort of gun stuff going I've on. I've never seen that film. I, see, I remember my sister used to really like that. Yeah, I've seen it once. Don't remember anything about it. And then that Wolverine you've put on there is the new Wolverine game, in it? 
the new Wolverine game, and then there's also a Wolverine game on the Xbox. I really want to play that. That's supposed to be very decent. violent. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good violent action game. Yeah, and in from its time, bearing in mind that it came from the the era that Spider Man games absolutely fucking sucked. <laughs> um, it's actually a good superhero movie. <laughs> a game, sorry, it's actually a good superhero. Yeah, the game. problem with that, of course, is that one is an X Men Origins game, and the film for that is supposedly like utterly abysmal. Well, but again, that- that's for a laugh at it. I, yeah, I went to the movie. It's the only time I've ever been to the cinema myself is I went to go see a Wolverine movie. And Wolverine died at the end of it. I'm sure. I don't know what I don't know what movie that is. It's like Log- Logan. Oh maybe, yeah, they call it or something. Yeah, I loved that film. That was wicked. Yeah, that was a good one. So yeah, that's coming. Enjoy that next plenty, year. Plenty. Yeah, plenty. I mean, like based on the last like ten minutes, I don't know how much of that's going to make it in a podcast. But based <laughs> on the last ten minutes, we have got a lot of lot to speak about. Yes. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. We're going to have loads of fun, and maybe, maybe even Alex can squeeze in some anime that I can finally watch because I did see there's a, a, a like a middlingly well received Attack on Titan game. I enjoyed that a I lot. Do like Attack on Titan because I almost made the listeners and then it went Attack on Titan is not a movie. There so is an Attack on Titan movie brain. though. Oh, is there? There's live action. I did. I've I've seen season one of Attack on Titan, and it is one of the few animes that I would say I really, really like. Yeah, I like that a lot as well. Uh, there is an Akira game on the NES, but no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> ah, I'm trying to think, what is there any? Is there any Studio Ghibli games? I'm surprised. I'd be surprised. Then you can draft in Cassie not. onto the podcast. There's a there's supposed to be a very good Astro Boy game on the Game Boy Advance, <laughs> and a, I guess there's a film for that. We've got so many to choose from. We do. It's going to be good fun. We're going to play Racing Lagoon next year as well. Fucking eight, and I really, 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 really think we should try for December because it's on the 29th. It has an anniversary. We should try Shenmue. See how much we can stomach it. Maybe, maybe that's the one we can play together. Yeah, a bit of. Yeah, <laughs> see how far we get. We can we can look for sailors together, my friend. Just like the olden days. It's just my memory. One memory of that game. So I've I've never played it, but I, I think I've said this before on a podcast. But I watched um, Vinny Caravella play it on Giant Bomb. Yeah, and my standout memory. I've got two standout memories of of this watching him play Shenmue one and two. The entirety of. And one is racing on a forklift. Yeah, which, which is, is great. brilliant, by the way. That's really fun. And standing waiting on a bus. And that is bullshit. <laughs> Total bullshit. <laughs> Finish work, st- just standing waiting on a bus. This and is why Marvel Snap in, exists. He just wandered off and started playing the guitar. So yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't know if the remakes, because the, they are quite well like received. So whether that, not remake, but the remaster is maybe they allow you to speed that up. I don't know. Because um, was it Shenmue Three? Was the, that, was that, bullsh- is that the one that's terrible? That right. is terrible. So yeah. that came out and it did the same thing. I remember like Colin Moriarty, Colin Moriarty used to do like podcast beyond and IGN and stuff, and, and yeah. just always boasted. He's like, "Oh, I don't listen to games podcasts." It's like. Listen to Games Plus is actually a good thing because it makes you understand what is going around, what is popular, and like how you create interesting content. Like boasting about not listening to the genre in which you're operating is not a good thing. Mm. Same thing happened with Shenmue Three. Is that they that that dude sort of just burst back onto the scene? He's like, I've not played a game since I made Shenmue Two. Just not done. Oh it. yeah, he did say <laughs> like, that. Yeah, I was like, well, that's not good. That is not a good thing. Yeah, and it shows, mate. 
We yeah. know. <laughs> we can tell. It's fine. <laughs> what you don't? You mean you, you don't play turtle races anymore? The slowest of all the races. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> There's a, there's a really good video that I'll send you about Shenmue 3 because we're obviously never going to touch it. It's like this guy, Super Eyepatch Wolf. Have you heard of him? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's I think he's Irish. I, whatever. But he, he basically does like a, a whole like big teardown of why that game sucks. And it's quite, it's really entertaining watch. And so you never have to play it. It's one of those videos that I've finished this so you don't have to. Um, Excellent. Fascinating, fascinating. Um, who is it? It's not Ken Kutaragi. That's bollocks. It's not Yu Suzuki. I couldn't remember. I was, is it Yu Suzuki? I was hoping you'd remember. Yeah, it is Yu Suzuki. Yeah. Probably hasn't played a game since either. So when Shenmue 4 comes out... Dangerously insane human being. When does Sociable Soccer come out? Because we might have to oh, yeah. just have a weekend playing that. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's out on Steam now, but I assume we'll wait for the console version. <laughs> I may have bought that On Guard game the other day as well, by the way. Um, <gasps> shit I saw that was on um, sale and I meant to text you about that I think you didn't cards. need to if I remember right yes, I think I already did legend buy it. <laughs> <laughs> only a fiver off as well but it's only a tenner well I bought the you've, you own all the Half-Life games now hey oh you got the free I bought, thing I bought I, I bought well no I, no I paid for like the it was like the deluxe pack so it's like Half-Life 1 Half-Life 1 Source and then Half-Life 2 You've got like a whole fucking suite of Half-Life games now, like a whole bunch of them. It's basically all the Half-Life games, like they, they've ever made all the expansions. There's the the what, what's the magician guy? What's he? What's he called? The guy that made Borderlands, <laughs> Randy Pitchford. Randy Pitchford, yeah, they made uh they made some um and they made an expansion pack that's all in there and stuff like that. So you've mm. got a whole bunch of Half-Life stuff. Episode one and Episode two, Half-Life two. Because I didn't realise this. Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, and Half-Life 2 Episode 2. There are three different games. Yeah, I've played all Did of those on Orange Box. Oh, I haven't. Have not, so... Uh, what's the... Um, was it Dave's mod? What's the, what's the mod? Gary's, Gary's mod. mod. That's it. I remember a friend of mine I used to work with was obsessed with Gary's mod. And I just kind of looked at it and was like, it's just too much effort, mate. Yeah, it's like a make-your-own-game sort of thing. Yeah. Sorry, I'll pay people to make me games and play them quite yeah. happy to do that yeah send us home which i suppose yeah we've um we've been hanging around here for a while so that brings us to the end of another classic episode of the winners you podcast if you liked what you heard and even if you didn't why not give our numbers a bump by subscribing to us on your podcast feed of choice or if you prefer to imbibe your podcast in a visual format you can head on over to youtube and search our winners you podcast where you can subscribe to our youtube channel if the podcast isn't enough for your weekly dose of our winners you chattery you can also follow us on the website formerly known as twitter at winner is you pod and even send us an email to tell us how wrong we are or to fill in the gaps for this podcast that we've just done um, tell us about our game and opinions by writing to a winner is you pod at gmail.com Alex and I also have Twitter at David Smiley one and at Super Thrillix respectively we also have TikTok now just head on over to TikTok tick, 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 <laughs> and search for a winner is you and we'll pop up um, any housekeeping Alex any upcoming podcasts um, yeah probably the uh, Hall of Fame's next one is uh, Western RPGs but I think I mentioned that Great last time. Great topic. You did. And on that bombshell, I've been David. He has been Alex and we have been. <laughs> I'm going to resume them out. Peace. Keep gaming.